0: Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
3: The Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by MerchMonster.ie. On MerchMonster.ie you can buy personalised hoodies, t-shirts, polo shirts, personalised snood face coverings and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personaliser over on their website. Go over there and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, team man work polo shirts and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's MerchMonster.ie now let's get back to this week's show. Um.
2: Hello and welcome to the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. This is episode 45 and I'm joined today by Tortoise Arsfield's main man, Sean Smith, and Toomey and the Tracy. How are you getting on, lads? Good, mate. Good, no? good, good. Uh, busy win- weekend of GA coming up. The Hurlers are back in action against Westmead. Camogie players are out against Offaly. Um, we we'll go with the, the Hurling first. Westmead looking like a victory, I would imagine, who you hoping to see in that.
1: Yeah, look, the result is probably foregone conclusion already, and that's like Westmead, in fairness to them, got an awful treatment against Cork, and it was sad to see, you know, they're better than that. But all the same, it should be comfortable, and it'll probably give us a good opportunity to try a few new lads, rest rest a few of the regulars that have played every match, likes of uh, Ronan Maher, Jason Ford, um, and Noel McGrath, and kind of just see what the panel is like, give lads a run out, maybe, Mark Keoh, um, Owen Connolly, uh, we haven't seen Billy Seymour yet. Um, maybe James Quigley. These sort of lads, see what they're about. No point having them there if you're not going to get, give them a, an opportunity. So, I'd imagine you'll probably start a few regulars with a bit of experience. Maybe give John McGrath a chance to get some form going because he hasn't poked the ball really in the matches he's played in so far. Probably start party again, fullback, let him try and bid in there. and... Uh, get solid there for championship, but um, it, it's a it's, it's a no win if if Westmead give us no challenge. If you hammered them to say sure it's Westmead, if if they run your close oh not playing well. Should have uh, shouldn't have played so many um, fringe players, but um, it's another match and it's needed, you know.
2: Yeah, I suppose Sean. The one thing we want to get out of it is the two points, but we want to try players as well, but. We want to be settling on a full-back now. I mean, Brian McGrath played the first two games. I thought he did quite well. Poddy did, was there for the last game, and he did well. Is Poddy going to... If Poddy's picked there, he looks like our championship full-back.
3: Yeah, and if Poddy's picked there, like you can see Barrett and Hefferny side of him. Like, like I'd take that in the full-back line if it's solid set in stone, you know, write it down on the paper. Um, but it's chopping and changing a bit. I know they're like trying, lads, but we had this conversation to be honest last year and the year before on this podcast it was number three like you know um, and by all means we played no challenge match there last thing against Dublin and didn't exactly show ourselves up either. We only the most second team out but no name stood out that gave him performance so she might throw a lot of them into the game again now against Westmead and see where they're at um, Shane was a porter to maybe be back in your feet. there's no sign him last weekend anyway, so well, this weekend we see him but haven't heard anything else since on him
2: yeah, it would be a nice, easy game
3: in the for Shamie
2: to come back into. Uh, you probably see a lot of the ball, be able to maybe get into some bit of a rhythm.
1: Yeah, even a, even a half an hour, bring him on in the second half, or start him and take him on at half time. Um, you know, he needs. If we're going to win all Ireland, we need Fire firing. I think that's very important. Don't want to rush him back either. You know, he has the experience. He'll get the sharpness back quick. He's a good hurler. He doesn't need that much to get get the eye back in. So. I'd be careful with him, but
2: he needs to get moving at some stage before a championship. Yeah, Sean. Enda um, just said there about uh, about getting the team for championship and and Shamy needing game time. I suppose we've been a bit lacklustre in front of goal uh, over the over the three games. Jamie creates space. He's needed, isn't he? There in, in the full forward
3: line. Oh, he's for sure. He comes out and wins the ball, and you get. I feel you get Jake Morris into it more with Jamie side. And be honest, um. You know, I can, they kind of feed after a good bit. And runner's coming on to an end like Stan McCormick. We haven't bothered now, so that's a loss there on that side. I don't know the lad running off the off the shoulder. Um and Bubbles, like, you know, he caught some balls last year and you know, these lads with experience of shame around them, they'll drive on. But one thing was shame, there's no point in rushing. But then they said, If I see him for twenty minutes against Westmead, the game is alive, and it's for the then afterwards, or I I'd be happy enough and see how he goes. But he was not there. I have no worries either, you know. Yeah, but we know he offers like
2: two months. Yeah, who who else are we expecting to see? Um, in the Billy McCarthy might be yeah. back. Sheedy had said earlier on in the time that he was possibly fit for June. We're in June now, but um, I don't know whether he'd be fit. Andrew Ormond seems to be going well um, in training. Um, Alan Tynan, the, the rug, who's come back from the rugby, uh, Monster Rugby. Would we see him? It, it, are these, guys, are these guys there for kind of the long haul rather than, than being options this year?
1: I think Alan Tynan's a long-term thing. I don't think we'll see him soon. Um, I think there's not going to be seven, eight, nine changes. I think there'll be three or four, max five of lads starting to haven't got games yet and maybe a few subs coming on. I'd like to see Connolly get her own corner cornerback maybe. Um, Craig Morgan as well, like there was a lot. Of lads on Premier View there expecting him to be starting come championship. So uh I give him an, a twist as well. Mark in relation to, to Craig, they're in the Craig
3: was injured there for he'd have you know, knocked yeah. there for a few weeks. That's probably why that set him back. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, and uh, you know, there's loads of options there. Like when we look at those lads, they've all been very good under 20 hurdles. Um, we've the regulars there, we've we've a fair grasp on what the team is going to be, but especially the back line. And maybe one or two plays in the forwards. But there's loads of options on that panel. That's, that there's a lot of exciting players there. But they just I need the time. to need the game time to get in. And I, I don't think really there is know. enough game time. Mac. I think
3: we know five or six backs tomorrow.
1: Yeah, it? we do, yeah.
2: Yeah, The number five position is probably the one that's up yeah. for grabs. I think Barry and Cahill have, have cemented two and four. Jamie McKendie, the way he's played, is, is probably in at six. Ronan yes. is there at seven. And then I suppose it's where where do we play Poddy? I think if you picked the three, he's there for the championship and then it's just filling that number five spot. Um Brendan Maher only came on, he's only done probably maybe the bones of a half an hour over the, the three games. He probably needs game time in his legs as well.
1: Yeah, I think I think Brendan's a starter. If, if you say five of the six backs, I reckon it's six. If you start party full back, you've got Barrett and for Heffernan, Kennedy centre back and the two Mahers in the wings. I think that's a certainty if they're all fit. Yeah. the only question is maybe John McGrath now Hurlham well Jake Morris and in Hurlham well are kind of playing themselves off the team rather than putting themselves onto it there might be a place in the forwards and um, Paddy Cadell is putting up his hand for a place midfield Fairness, I thought he was good against Cork now but um, it's a settled team and there's a bit of freshness been injected we just need to see what the options are from the bench I think
2: yeah um, mid, the middle of the field um, you, you, you were you're picking Brendan at, at number five that Does Noel come into the middle of the field then beside Cadell, or do we stick with Breen, um, who who has been erratic, I
1: suppose, in his whole career rather than even this year? i put an Noel back in field to be honest. Maybe give give Breen a twist. Wing forward, even though like there's it's very competitive there because I think you need Niall O'Mara starting, and you need Dan in the half forward line. I think to complement the other forwards. Mm -hmm. So there's somebody big is going to lose out, and they're not going to be happy about it. Um. Unless they sacrifice, obviously John McGrath. Look, if he's not hurling up to scratch, Jake doesn't play well in the last few matches. Maybe he put in another workhorse there.
2: Yeah, that's like Dan and Niall in the half forward line, and I suppose Jamie and Ford yeah. uh, are probably certainties in the full forward line. So you've two, you've two spots that, what bubbles, um, John McGrath. Uh, who else have we there? shown? There isn't really anyone else. Jake Morris, I suppose, has played but isn't shown, as you said. As much as guys are playing themselves off the team, I don't
1: know, is there anyone putting their hand up saying yeah. that, that, that they need
2: to be on it either?
1: That's interesting, yeah. And Mark Keogh as well, he's, um, you know, he made a good impact in 19, didn't show up last year, really. He's a lot of ability. Um, mm. Maybe he, he comes into the equation if he plays well, but look, there's two places max up for grabs in that team. You could name 13. Whether it's a good or a bad thing, I don't know, but they're, they're playing well and they're all justifying their place. So. Yeah, uh, Sean, Billy, the did
3: we, sorry, the one thing to just said at the start here was one of the when earlier pods that new place up for grabs, but the thing is so far our more veteran players are putting their hands up and holding on to them place, which you know it's great to see to be honest.
2: Yeah. Um do you know anything about Billy McCarthy? Is he is I he fit or
3: may not see him. I'm not sure, but we won't, we probably won't see him in the near future at the moment. Unless I know, yeah, yeah. In a couple of weeks, I anyway, like he's not, he's not going to have anything with me either. So, you know, it's, it's touch and go with him.
2: Yeah, there's um, with me, you guys are too young to remember. Westmead beat us twice in the 80s. I uh, I, uh, I don't <laughs> remember it either now, to be honest. But uh, there's no there's no fear that's going to happen to us this year.
1: Absolutely not, no. Look, they've got good hurlers. Must mean there's a few grey hurlers there. Tommy Dyle is a right good hurler. Killian Dyle, Angus Clark. I feel bad for the, the weaker counties. are at much more of a disadvantage with the preparation time. They don't have the players there to be coming in week on week, replacing lads. And the shot against Cork. Um, they're better than that. They're definitely not that bad. But um, look, it'll be a handy win, you'd
2: imagine.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I'd hate to see them getting another 3 really, but... Still,
3: if it's against it, but I and know it's exactly. if yeah. one of our lads
2: comes in and yeah. one of our fours will score 3 5 or 3 6, yeah. happy take, you know. Yeah. Well, again. But I would say a lot. Shamie Callanan is the only man on the panel with a league medal, and it would be a terror as much as we downgrade the league, it would be a terror to see Paddy Maher, Brendan Maher retire without a league medal. And we have a right chance now at the moment. Cork. While it's in Cork's hands, they have Limerick and Galway to play. Um, it could come down to score difference. We need to run up, probably a big score the weekend. Uh, or or will, will the Boys be bothered? Would Podimar be bothered if
1: he retires without a knee? Not if he has a fourth Ireland medal. <laughs> 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 I, I wouldn't be too concerned, with it, to be honest. I don't think they will either. I think Shay Sheedy will be telling them that. Yeah. Especially with no final, like it'll it'll be kind of a, it won't be a league medal where like you go up the steps and lift the cup. It'll be like oh, you win on score difference, I'm not playing the final. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah, it'll, um, it's a it's a tricky one. Uh, Sean Westmead, um, they want to be playing against the bigger counties, uh, but is, is it doing a disservice to them to be putting them into a group with with. The four teams that they're with I mean would they be better off if the league was split more evenly and a Kilkenny maybe were in 1A and they were in 1B with a with a Kerry and a Leash and maybe an Antrim or whoever was there that they, that they could get time they could get competitive games rather than, than four trimmings which I don't think will do them any good and won't do the four teams in Division 1A any good either
3: No it's not it's kind of unfair balance and like wanting this, it maybe have a different feel about it if there's crowds at the games and there's a couple of thousand Westmead Mead hurlers above spade to, to see the match, you know, mm. driving the game on above. But when it's on behind closed doors as well, then it's not worth I don't think it's worth much to be honest. Like, you know, there is it's a giant step up token, you know, and they're in against teens our season campaigners, which is is what what will they learn from this league campaign in wonder, you know? Yeah. They knock them back more than bring them forward, which you don't want to see, like to be honest.
4: Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. Antrim, see,
3: which are going the opposite direction, Interesting to be driving on, yeah. um, from it.
2: Yeah, interim doing great work with Darren Beeson doing great work up there. They're 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 going fierce. Lad. um, this Westmead game is on GA Go, I think um over, over the weekend, and that's the only place you will be able to. It's see actually,
3: it. I think it's actually the third TG at five twenty-five. I think. Yeah. All right. It's actually on TG four after other game, so. Right. Well it won't be on GA go then if that's the What's sure The worst thing is if Tip win well as we expect, like I can still want to watch twenty, thirty point hammer and that you might you know we'll have to do it, yeah. but no. Yeah. Um last
2: weekend in the the um the footballers uh they lost to uh, Offaly. Um it put them out of contention for the knockout parts of the league. Uh, well they're in the knockout but it's relegation. That's a disaster for David Power, isn't it?
1: Absolute disaster, yeah. Um, fairly well at half-time during the game but it just shows they don't really have the depth in that panel um, Niall McIntyre coming on and finishing the game really, he's a class player but uh, now they have a tough, uh, tough fixture they got the away fixture against Longford and the way they're playing now thats it's a really big match and they're not a certainty for it they need Bill Maher back starting Kevin Fahey, they need the big players back they need to pre- produce a lot more Longford aren't, aren't a bad team. And oh. especially going up there, if, it'd be a terrible year if they got relegated.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, Division Four football next year is going to do
1: nobody any good. Eh?
2: Like Sean, both Tip and Kevin could be relegated, um, which is probably, considering they were both provincial champions not six months ago, it is, it is a bit of a disaster
3: for the two counties. Oh, I need yeah, for sure. It's just it as in the panel, if we haven't. They're Missing key players, it's probably the same to be honest. In our own panel, like how power growing in Brendan, normal yeah. ground like them. Like, you haven't the depth at all in the football. No, he's a bit different, yeah. but when you're missing them in the football, yeah,
1: the you're missing your entire half back line. Like, if we yeah. lost our entire half back line in the Ireland, that's we wouldn't be winning too many matches in, in, the, in the all Ireland series.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. It's 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 like going back to. I suppose, when Kenny were winning the four All-Irelands in a row and their sec- the second-best team was supposed to be the-, the second 15. It's utter rubbish. Like yeah, If you, if you lose your big players, no matter who what county you are, you're,
3: yeah. you're a goose. It's going be just this point as well. The footballers then, you know, the league game, and then if Kerry overcome Clare, then it's a knockout game against Kerry and the Kerrys are going to be gone in this year. They're going to be. Yeah, it's
1: a huge match against Longford if they have to win it or it's an absolute disaster of second year syndrome talk about second year syndrome if they lose that and then you're more than likely going to lose to Kerry. yeah
2: um,
1: they, they have to win it to salvage anything out of the year.
2: yeah um yeah I was talking to to was it marissa and Marty there last week I was saying do do tip try even being the underdog like you no know, in the games that they're supposed to win is there a bit of compl- i won't say complacency but they're the team in possession and they're maybe not as comfortable in, in possession as, as other teams
1: I think so yeah um, it just comes with the success of the county in football it's not been there mm. um, there's no pressure when you're the underdog and they tend to bring it on but in the league has been even not just this year the last few years tip have been poor in the league since we got relegated from Division 2 and I hope it's the case that they're saving for championship again but at the same time, you don't want to be getting relegated for Division Four. Yeah. Just, it's an absolute disaster for development of any more players, and you can find yourself getting stuck down there very easily. Like,
2: yeah, yeah it would be it would be a disaster for for the football. Uh, the Komogi are out this weekend as well. Uh, they play awfully on Sunday in the quarter final of the of the league. Um, that's a, a game we should probably be winning uh, in there, but. Uh, Kind of a bit of a setback with thought getting a cruciate injury there over
1: over the last couple of days yeah Claude is a very good player and she's one of the nailed on starters in that back line very strong player it's it's another bonner situation it's terrible to see championships so close but that's the, the territory we're in with lack of preparation and stuff it's just unlucky as well but um, should be beaten awfully awfully bad uh, Dublin by a couple of points in their group and got a fairly big trimming against Kilkenny Um. But in the direction they're going, they're, they're developing all the time. Should be beating them comfortably enough if they want to be taking the next step. So, into a semi-final, probably get Cork or Galway. Um, a big test before a championship. And they need a good performance against either one of those. Yeah. Just to get confidence that they can beat them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sean, the
2: ladies footballers got a, a bit of a trimming against against what uh, for the weekend. They have Dublin this Saturday night on TG4. Uh, that'll be a huge ask for for them Watford um, was probably a game they might have been targeted to win but uh, they'll be up against it against Dublin
3: oh yeah for sure and on TV again you know with the game there previous Friday again on TV but it's the a game now. I won't be expecting to get a performance now is going to where it'll be going but hard to see more than that to be honest
2: yeah it'll be that's a, that game is live on, on TG4 and on Saturday night, on the on the home front, uh, the 2020 championships are, are looking like being finished. Uh, in the you might get a junior a medal with two, of them. you're up against the Rovers in uh, <laughs> around the 19th of, of July, I think, isn't it? And um, it's it's great to see club games back, isn't? it?
1: Savage, yeah, that's something to look forward to. The um, lads are they're eager to get going back into it. Now it's been a it's been a long six seven months after winning the North and then. You know, it's unusual and it's hard to get your head back into it, but a hard match against our Um, first team, so we've been I knocking on the door. I
3: say some of them junior A teams have wintered well. I say they'll be lads come back, <laughs> they'll be a full forward, running a wing forward. Uh,
1: yeah, it won't be as sharp as you'd expect, but um, I won't be complaining and anyway. If we can get to that county final, we've been knocking on the door there at that level for a few years. Yeah. I think we're well good enough to win it, so fingers crossed.
2: Yeah. Um. And today it was announced that there'll be a hundred spectators allowed from Sun, Saturday, or Monday. Sorry, Monday, the seventh two games. Um. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I suppose from an administrator's point of view, it's an absolute disaster trying to, to who's get the tickets. But um, at least it, it, it's probably signs of things are opening up a bit, Sean.
3: Yeah. Have they released any other system, Mike? How do they want to do it? Or
2: no, What's sure it was only
3: it was only just released oh, by crow They were today. trying to do some. Or thinking maybe some card that you have yourself and they top it toppled up online, then it's tapped it at the gate to go in, like, but
5: right. like, I don't like,
3: I don't know if it's like, so it's like the gatekeepers on here are going to think they're the be all end all, like, <laughs> their power of the ones yeah. in the viz jackets come into more of the past two years, Jesus Christ, like, to drive them mad, like, but like, so off, uh, some of the feet are so open, like, it's impossible, like, there's gonna be games on in place, like, if lads walk on. To know a league game, or whatever the county league games and starting back, like are they going to take money off the gate or are they going to make sure you have a ticket or nine for a county league spit? No, it's...
2: I'm sure we'll hear more about that over the, 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 the coming weeks, but yeah, that the, you mentioned the county league, county league draws were done, um, or, or teams were put into groups. Um, I, I'm, I'm annoyed over it in the it's uh, the, the county league is it's forever been tinkered with. And now we have a situation where it's only the Dan Green teams are in one group. And I think you, you're in with, with Ron, and it's a, you, is it Killeran and Boris Ali or something? And you could have to play more, them. Yeah. You, you, you could have to play them three times this year. Like I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't see the
1: point of why they had to change it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, is it just for the sake of it? Uh, shortening the games? I don't, there's plenty of time to get the games played in the format that was there while the uh, Inter-County Championship is going on during the
2: summer. But, but even, you didn't even have to change the for, say you could have changed the format, as in there was eight teams, or mm. two groups of eight in Division 1. Yeah. Why not just have four group, groups of four in Division 1, and like leave the teams, I know that Kickums had been promoted to Division 2, now they're back in what's an intermediate league. Why Surely they have played their way up into Division 2 and deserve to be getting the better games.
1: That's the, uh, absolutely, and did, did, is that going to re, like re re go back to the way it was last year, next year, or is this going to be the format going forward? Sure, nobody knows. Like, well, if, uh, it seems like it,
2: if it is only just thrown together for for this year, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why it wasn't left the way it was. Yeah. We're, we're sure. forever getting trying to get clubs to play yeah. a county league and take county league seriously, yeah. and then we're forever tinkering with it, pissing people off.
3: Yeah, one yeah. whole whole kind of the three months, yeah. whole whole three of- months spell there. Where like only playing like groups of four, playing three matches or three months. Like like they could have groups eight.
1: Like I can't see. It, it doesn't make any sense. The whole point of putting it that way is so teams that actually have a a goal at the end of every year and at the start of every year and they know where they stand.
6: Yeah.
1: You know, changing it every year, there's going to be less interest. Yeah,
2: exactly. Clubs yeah. yeah. aren't going to take it seriously. Like, yeah. I, and also the timing of it. With with I know everyone was mad for games, but I mean, if you were, as you said, there was plenty of time to play a seven-round league. But if you're going to go with a four-round league, why not start it in July and let yeah. the teams finish the 2020 championships in
1: yeah.
2: in June and just give them money to to, to uh, finish them? And then the likes of two, like June two, second team isn't in the county league. Whatever rovers are, yet they have to try and prepare for uh, a county semi-final as well. It just doesn't it's not yeah. fair in
1: them, in my and the other side of the coin is these are junior hurlers only a few weeks preparation they'll be back playing the match week on week to win a county final yeah. as they get injured and then they'll be intermediate and they're at a, behind black ball already you know yeah. so it's difficult that way as well and
3: what's yeah. the rush of playing off like, we are playing Bracken I think two
1: weeks time th- weekend the 13th 13th like, yeah
3: and they've played three games one Let's come the end of June that's it so uh, July and August I don't know, sitting around looking at each other like, yeah. Like you know, we we'll start getting challenges out of the county and going here and there. But if the facilities in the county playing county league games, why don't they offer it? Like, and there is going to, like the cookies gates happening, small gates, and you know, yeah. there's, there's something going.
2: Like, um we we, we have the twenty twenty intermediate West final now down for the twelfth here in the West Tipperary. And Kappa, Kappa are in the final, we're waiting on Kickings or Gatio. But we're also down to play the first round of the County League at twelve o'clock on the thirteenth. Like, I mean, you—you you physically can't put out the two teams for the for those games because whatever about doing that eight weeks or nine weeks into training, you can't do it on three three or four weeks' training. And he, he had made those fixtures weeks ago, Mike, hadn't he? The minute we were told we were allowed to play games from the seventh, the, the last year's final was fixed. <laughs> so, Jeez, like, you'd,
1: wonder. you'd wonder.
6: I
2: don't, I don't understand it. I don't know what the rush is with it. Anyway, it is what it is. It's great, I suppose, to have games, and uh, uh, we'll drive on from, from there is all we can do.
6: Are you looking for an exciting new career? Iconic News are recruiting for the positions of media sales specialists. Iconic is Ireland's largest independently owned newspaper group with an unrivaled audience in print, online and mobile. We are now seeking media sales specialists to join the advertising sales team working on The Chipperary Star, The Nationalist and ChipperaryLive.ie, offering a competitive salary and massive career progression to the right fit. To apply, please email your CV to OCooper at iconicnewspapers.ie.
2: Don't forget to like, rate, review and tell your friends about this podcast and subscribe on SoundCloud and Spotify or wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss another episode. Now, Tip Camogie played the National League Quarter Final versus Offaly on this Sunday coming. And earlier, in the set down with Tipperary trainer Dennis Kelly to discuss it. Uh,
1: looking ahead to this week's Camogie action, I'm joined by uh, Tipperary Camogie selector Dennis Kelly. Dennis, thanks for coming on. Thanks very much for having me, Inda. Dennis, uh, League Quarter Final at the weekend against Offaly. Um, happy to be in another quarter final, happy to have another match to look at players.
4: Yeah, it's great to have another match now. It's it's good to, you know, the league matches are good preparation for the championship. So we're delighted to get another game anyway. And hopefully maybe we get a, a semi-final. But we have a, a big job ahead of us on at the weekend. So uh, we look to that first and, and see where we go from there.
1: Yeah, so an awfully team that had a good win against Dublin to qualify for the quarter final, And we've had tricky matches against Dublin in the past, so it won't be an easy task.
4: Yeah, look, if you're playing Dublin in the morning, you'd be... You'd be uh, worried about him so you know we have to treat awfully with with respect as well Um, they did a great win against Dublin not so good the last day but uh, Kilkenny are strong and you know they're still short maybe there were short couple of players going into that game so we won't be treating them lightly anyway we'll be taking them fairly serious at the weekend and trying to get a good performance out of our girls.
1: That's so far in the league a decent performance against Cork barring a few sloppy goals and a good outing against Waterford to get back on track. What's been the main goal of the league so far for management? Is it a case of getting results or getting players
4: playing? Yeah, we're trying to get a look at everyone. Uh, I suppose we're trying to get a good a good backbone to our team uh, first up. and uh, We think we've achieved that uh, to date. And then we're trying to find you know, where, where players best fit in, in the system we're playing. So we're happy enough the way it's going. Uh, we probably played a good 15 minutes against Cork. Uh, a good half an hour maybe against against Waterford. So we'll be looking for 60 minutes now the next day against Offaly if we can.
1: And uh, we just seen the unfortunate news yesterday about Claude Quirk. Is that kind of an example of where you need to rotate coming into these games at such a quick turnaround having not had a collective training for so long?
4: Yeah, well, I wouldn't put it down to that. Uh, you know, Claude had an injury before. It's, she's a massive loss. Um, it's just an unfortunate uh, collision she had in the Waterford game. Um, but look, she's massive loss. It's like, it's like the hurlers losing losing uh, Brendan Maher or Paulie Maher or Roland or one of those. You know, it's it's, it's that it's the equivalent of that. So, uh, you know, it's huge. She's huge boots to fill. But look, at, that's why we have a panel, I suppose. And we're going to have a look on uh, Sunday to see who can fill those boots. But they're big boots to fill.
1: And just going forward in the league, Dennis, uh, is it a case the further you get into it, the more you want to win it? Or will you approach every game the same regardless of the stage it's at?
4: Yeah, we, we're, just, we're just taking one game at a time. Uh, we're delighted to get the quarterfinal. If we get a semi final, then we'll, we'll we'll approach that the same way. But it's, uh, you know, overall, we're looking at the championship in about seven weeks' time now at this stage. So it's all building up to that. But, you know, the more games we can win, uh, the happier we'll be.
1: And you're looking to get the same momentum last year, kind of, I know you weren't involved, but last year, they had the win against Galway and the, the COVID thing kind of stagnated. That progress of beating one of the big teams. Do you think you need to get a... A win over the likes of Cork, uh, Cork, Galway, Kilkenny, just to get that momentum and bit of confidence going into championship.
4: Yeah, yeah. Look, we'll see if we get if we come up against them, we'd be looking to to get one over on them. But uh, look, they are the big three. That's you know that's why we were getting involved. We're trying to get get a break break into that top three, and you know top top two or, or even further. So look, that's where we're aiming for. But we'll take it one game at a time. If we can beat Offaly at the weekend, then we'll be looking forward to either Cork maybe or. Or Galway after that, probably Galway, if we get through. But we're only taking one match at a time at the moment.
1: And uh, just to get your opinion on it, broke yesterday that the uh, outstanding 2020 club championship games will be played in November. Uh, is that nice to put that dispute to bed? I, I suppose it probably would have upset, or been on the minds of the Drummond, Turles players in the panel. Is it nice to get that out of the way?
4: Yeah, it's nice to get that sorted. Uh, it's a delight for the girls that you know, we have a lot of girls between uh, Turles Ayrsfields and, and Drummond Lynch. Uh, on our panel, so it's I'm delighted for them that they're going to get a chance to play it out, um, you know. And it's working out probably better for us with the county setup as well, that we're not going to be interrupted for two or three weeks there. If we had to lose lose both of them sets of players, we'd be down to small numbers. So it's it's coming at a good time, uh, I suppose. It's it's the question is what what they'll do with next year's uh, or this coming year's uh, club championship. But look, at that's something for to worry about later on. But no, I'm delighted they're getting a the chance to play it out.
1: That's great, Dennis. Uh, thanks for coming on to the Premier View podcast.
4: Thanks for having me, Andy. Thank you.
2: This week's local paper review is the GA in the Tipperary Stair, and I sat down with Noel London to review the paper. Okay, Noel, uh, another bumper edition of sport in the Tipperary Star this week, page 64 to 72 there. We'll head straight to the back page. Your headline there is Hurlers head for Mullingare as footballers to duel with Longford. And we'll start there. The hurlers are off to Mullingare, round four of the National League against Westmead. I think Westmead are at minus 66 in, in score difference. They've got a couple of trimmings, especially against Cork. What do you expect from Tip this weekend?
5: Well, sure, you'd expect the pints anyway, wouldn't you? You yeah, know, you, i mean, I think anything other than a tip uh, victory would be uh, not in short of a disaster, I suppose. Really, you know, to be a, a big, big shock. But, um, well, you know, I, I suppose I'd also expect maybe to see a few of the of the fringe players getting a look, um, so that we can see maybe what they can do. And you'd be, you know, maybe hoping that Seamus Callanan might make his return as well, um, after that. But. That uh, back injury, the the reports have been pretty good of him in training. Mm. He's been doing well enough and uh, is back in contact and all that. So it might be an ideal game to uh, ease him back into things. You know, uh, not being uh, uh, trying not to be disrespectful to Westmead in saying that. You know, but it, it would seem like um, you know that that they would have been earmarking a game like that. They played Dublin last weekend, perhaps a game like that too, where you can actually ease a guy back into into physical. Uh, contact play, you know. So hopefully we'll see Shamey back. Um, you know, maybe we'll see um Alan Tynan making an appearance. Uh, we haven't seen him in a, a, a Tip hurling jersey in a long number of years, you know, back to when he was minor. Um, and there's a there was a lot of um uh, sort of excitement when he was brought into the panel uh originally and named in the panel uh for probably a specific purpose, you know, as a a big man and a ball winner and all that. But we haven't seen him so far. And uh, maybe maybe next Saturday might be the the chance to see him uh, as well. Um, Billy McCarthy, I'm not quite sure where he's at. Uh, whether he's back in 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 contention for a place in the squad, I, I don't know. Liam did say earlier on that he was targeting a June return. Um, technically speaking, June is with us now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only barely. But um, I don't know whether he had the, this game at the back of his mind. Maybe when he was saying that. Or maybe it's later in June. I, I don't really know, but it it would be it would be nice to see Billy uh, making an appearance as well uh, at some stage soon. You know.
2: Yeah, uh, Andrew Armand is one you mentioned in the in the piece there um, from the Brackens Club. Uh, another young yes. man. I think he's what twenty twenty one now. Um, yeah. He, he did quite well in the twenties there last year. Showed showed well. Um, he's a man that that could get a shot as well.
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, I suppose from watching Bracken's uh, underage and from watching um, Our Lady's Templemore as well, uh, Andrew Ormond was a player that always stood out as being um, a very, very good forward, a great pace and a great goal-getter. And um, we saw that then, we saw him progressing through the tip minors onto the tip uh, under-20s, and he was probably our standout forward last year, you know. Um, uh, And, you know, there was maybe... A few eyebrows raised when he wasn't introduced to the squad. The squad that was announced in January, there, early January, Andrew wasn't in that that group. And uh, uh, you know, the kind of the feeling, I suppose, was that he would have needed uh, a good bit of S and C to get him up to speed in terms of physicality and all that. Um, so it wasn't really a major surprise then when when the 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 rumor mill began to circulate that he was there in the in the extended panel, and now he's pushing on. He's been going very well in training, and from what I hear, um, he's he's very close to making it into the panel for uh, the the match day panel. So it'd be interesting to see if if uh, Saturday is the day. Again, you would think it would be an ideal opportunity, you know. Um, get,
2: get, get some game time. Two two other guys yeah. who,
5: who have been around
2: all the last three or four games. One has played Brian McGrath. He, he got two games and came on the last day. Owen Connolly has been part of the match day 26 was yeah. out west are are mad to get a westman on the on the team sure. um is uh Conley had a, had a very strong under 20 uh career could could we see him this is again another ideal game possibly for for own
5: yeah and, and like his his graph has been on the rise uh since he came into the the, the tip setup uh at, you know as a very young under 21 at mm-hmm. the time um like like you know, you would, you would think that he deserves to get a shot. Uh, maybe even on the basis of the under-20 campaign last year alone because um, he really kept that back line together and hurled across the line a really, really uh, powerful uh, performance in, in in games when we weren't playing well, even in the Munster final against Cork, you know, when, when things weren't going well. Uh, Owen Connolly was keeping the team there, really, you know. Um, I'd love to see him get a look, love to see him get a chance uh, just to see he'll fare up, but like, there's no panic with him either. You know, he has yeah. time on his hands, and um, it does take a player a while to uh, to bed in at senior level. Some will bed in far quicker. I'm thinking of the likes of Parig Mar, who practically came from minor into the into the senior team. But unfortunately, there aren't a hundred Parig Mar's around the place either. But Owen Connolly might just be one of those players too, Michael. You know, he's he's um a guy who doesn't get phased by things and uh, just plays the game as he sees it. Uh, so, you know, maybe maybe, maybe Saturday will be the opportunity for him as well.
2: Yeah. Um, the goalkeeping situation, uh, Brian Hogan was named to start the last day and didn't due to injury, and Barry yeah. has played the three games. How do you see that one falling? I would imagine whoever is in the goal this weekend, well, I suppose maybe without being too disrespectful to, to Westmead, probably won't get a lot to do. So is there any benefit to changing your keeper this week?
5: Yeah, well, I, I, I would say that the intention was to, to give Brian Hogan uh, the game last, the last day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, he picked up that that uh, concussion in training. Um, so, like, uh, there must be something against the Laraman. The two mm-hmm. lower men got injured mm-hmm. <laughs> with right. poor O'Bonner as well, you know. But um, uh, I, I would imagine that um, Liam would be anxious to get Brian Hogan in the goals for, for a run out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Barry Hogan has been very good for Tip. He hasn't had an awful lot to do in terms of shot stopping, you know, which is a kind of an indication of the way the games are being played at the moment. But his distribution is really good and his handling is very good. Uh, you know, he didn't put a foot wrong, to be fair to Barry, he didn't put a foot wrong at all. But uh, I suppose if we're going on the basis that Brian Hogan is our number one, um, you know, an all star goalkeeper and all that, um, he's going to need matches uh, before Championship. There are only two left now, possibly. Um, so I would think that uh, it'll be about trying to get game time into into Brian Hogan, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, the last 10 games against Westmead, we don't play them too often. The last yeah. 10 games in the league stretch back to 1938. Um,
5: A2. I wasn't around for that one now myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, I, know. I don't A2. know if you were, but I wasn't.
2: <laughs> no, no. A2 <laughs> in tip's, in tips favour. Those two losses came in the 80s. Uh, in the two games we played in, played against them in the eighties when I suppose we weren't going too great. Uh, yeah. there's no danger of that happening. There isn't. Uh
5: yeah, no, I don't think so. To be fair, I don't think so. Um you know I think Westmead have found it tough uh in 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 the in the division. Um but you know what it's something that that they're learning from too and uh, you know I saw their their coach um was was, there was an interview with him in the Independent today, and and you know he speaks very well, and uh, there was a kind of a, a a comment at the start that he might have been a little bit shell shocked by the Galway uh, result because you know Galway were relentless in their pursuit of scores even when the game was was put put beyond them, but I think he kind of acknowledges that that's the kind of relentlessness that you need uh, if you're going to be competing with the big boys. And um, uh, they were they were in a group of sharks, really. To be yeah. fair, you know, um, so there wasn't there wasn't going to be a lot of, of of joy for them. But you'd have to admire Westmead. You'd have to admire where where they've come from and the fact that they're taking on uh, the big boys with with fairly limited resources. Um, he's 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 openly admitted that you know the league is just a a, a stepping stone to the championship for them, uh, which it probably is for all counties. To mm-hmm. be fair. You know we're probably all looking at it in, in in that sense but um i think it will be it will be an extraordinary shock uh, if they were to 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 secure a total victory over us yes. um and you know that those that team the westmead had back in the 80s like they, they were decent you know they they were um kind of competing with some of the better teams there and i mean if we we weren't maybe uh counted in 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 that category at the time because we weren't going well at all but um you know they, they were they were competing well with teams and and uh they, they pulled off a few shock results in in their time in in those days you know
2: yeah no absolutely and um, just it's not mentioned in the paper but uh, just as a, as a matter of interest Westmead being in division one and I suppose as you mentioned they're in a in a group of sharks does that yeah. do them any good should should we'll say 1b have maybe three, three teams in it that can compete, like the likes of Kerry, or Antrim, Westmead, Leash, maybe to a certain extent, that are on yeah. the same level. Um, would, would that be better for teams to, to make the progress?
5: It probably would. It probably would. I mean, like, you know, uh, while we're saying that it benefits Westmead by being in with the big boys, um, to what extent does it benefit? Would they be better off being uh, up against uh, teams that... that, that counties that they can be very competitive with uh you know a hiding doesn't do them any good and oh, that's hiding big, big. doesn't do the, the winner any good either you know yeah. um so like i mean I, I suppose look at you can you can probably learn uh from the kind of culture that the bigger counties will bring um more successful counties will bring you can probably learn from that culture all right but um it mightn't. It mightn't feel very educational if you're if you're being beaten by twenty points every every game or every outing, you know. Yeah. Um, but like that's that's the that's the system. Uh, that's the system that's there right now, and probably the whole COVID thing hasn't helped it either because of the, the divisions dried it up, you know.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So look, just moving on, and we're going to uh, just inside the back page, are page seventeen seventy-one, and the footballers. Uh, they obviously played awfully last weekend. Lost. Yeah. Um, did well for for fifty five minutes was one eleven a piece at that stage, but yeah. really fell to pieces after that. Was that down to, I suppose, lack of a panel maybe or fitness? Do you think?
5: Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit of both. Um, you know, the injury situation certainly didn't help either. Uh, we finished with two players on the field uh, who were injured and couldn't get around the place um, because we had our subs in. We we had two. Two players gone off the field through injury before half time uh, in, in Kalmo in Shocknesy and Emmett Maloney. Um and having started poorly, uh, the management made a number of changes very quickly as well. Uh, so suddenly there were four subs in by half time, you know. Yeah. Um so look, it was it was you're you're going to be limited then in what you could bring in after that. Uh, I think there was a point that David Power made. Um in the very early days, uh, maybe even during lockdown, when, when we got to talk to him at one stage, that uh, the seven subs uh, rule was going to benefit the stronger counties because their depth will be that bit uh, greater, you know. Yeah. Um. And so that 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 probably has fed into the the, the situation with with Tip as well last Sun last Saturday. Um. Fatigue uh, as well was a factor, I would say. Um. Now you'd say, well, the other counties were playing the same number of games, but <laughs> you always feel tired, more tired when you're on the back foot than you do if you're if you're driving on. Um, and they were unfortunate too, Michael. I mean, there was you know one particular uh, incident in the at the very start of the last quarter when the sides were level pegging, um, and uh, two tip guys went up for the same ball, and the ball broke to Offley, and they went down and kicked the score, and they just ploughed on after that. Mm-hmm. Offley just ploughed through tip after that. And it was like it was like as though the the, the dam had broken, you know, um, and yeah. there was just no stopping them. Uh, within three or four minutes, the game was over, you know. Yeah, Niall N- like McNamee came
2: on for Offaly there at that time. Um, yeah, made a huge the, shift. It. Yeah, he, he's a yeah. warrior. I mean, he came on, he kicked three, and I think he had two wides as well. And in the yeah. previous two games, he he had um, two points coming off the bench as well. He's a great addition to them, and and seems to have accepted that role, doesn't he, McNamee?
5: He does, he does, and 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 like. You know, some players find it difficult to come off the bench and make an impact, but uh, that wasn't the case with Night McNamee. Mm-hmm. You know, he, yeah. he came in and, and, you know, there was almost like an aura about him, you know, and it, it was like as though uh, as soon as he came on and um, and started to have the impact, the other players around him were running off him straight away because they knew what was going to happen, that he was going to feed him uh, or at least create the um, the gap uh, for him to get into a scoring position. You know, players were... Would run away, take a defender with him, and that suddenly creates a space for him. You know, so it was a difficult one for for Tip. They, they, you know, you, you'd have to feel sorry for for the for the panel at the moment, for the management, because they can't buy a break at the moment. You know, um, even the even the situation with the toss and having to go to Langford now, going against them. You know, they just cannot buy a break at the minute.
2: Yeah, um, David Power, you 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 were speaking to David Power there, and on the bottom of the page there, he talks about unforced errors, and then also alludes to the to the, um the injuries and and that uh, like i mean we, we started the league like it, it's not it hasn't been a good league campaign i suppose by any matter of means but i mean to start without our first choice half back line considering the way they played last year um yeah. we were we were on the back foot straight away weren't we
5: we were and like if that's your platform from which you build and we we saw that in, in in the Munster final we attacked cork from the half back line driving forward and uh, and, you know, obviously, Colin Reardon was there in the half-hour line as well, or midfield, uh, wherever he kind of uh, showed up on the field. Um, you know, a huge addition as well and a huge loss now. But, like, uh, you know, Michael Quinlivan is missing um, a real target man there. And you do feel that um, that uh, our captain, Conor Sweeney, is a little bit isolated inside, um, that there's very little ball coming into him. And when he does get ball, he's got two or three guys around him. I, I guess that's the the price you pay for being an all-star now, you know, and yeah. um, everybody knows you and that, but uh, I thought Philip Ryan did very well when he came on, you know, um, uh, snapped a couple of scores and that too. And uh, he's going to be an addition, I think, you know, Um Connor Bow also did very well. Um, a, n- a new player to the senior team. A um, little bit, little bit uh, kind of green, maybe got got, got uh, blocked down once or twice um having to go for score. So the, the kind of the kind of opportunities that you take if you're playing with your club, but when it comes into county, you, you know a guy will nip in and get a hand in and block you. Um, but uh, great exposure for him, you know, and 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 uh, you know you just you just kind of feel that um, David David always said that he wanted to get out of Division Four, uh, Division Three. Uh, unfortunately, the way we're going, the only way out is going to be back down. Uh, nobody wants to see that happen, you know, and it'd be a disaster if it did happen.
2: Yeah, you, you you spoke about the toss there, and um, that the toss has just annoyed me because we we finished third, and obviously Langford finished fourth in their group. Yet they get the home venue. It seems that there was maybe not enough thought put into this when they were making up the leagues at the start of the season.
5: Yeah, it it kind of seemed. I mean, look, it kind of seems as though uh, uh, when 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 the thing was being decided at the start. We're just so glad to get playing games that uh, yeah. almost anything goes, you know. And and maybe the the, the, the real nitty gritty detail mightn't have been thought out. Um, did I see did I see somewhere today? Is it uh, eight teams are playing in relegation uh, across the country out of out of what twenty or something like that? You know, I saw a figure somewhere yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it just seemed ridiculous, you know. Oh, yeah. But and, um, and two provincial
2: winners from. Twenty twenty. Kevin are also in, in relegation.
5: Two, two well. potential winners have the have the, have the uh, the possibility of being in Division Four yeah. of the National Football League, uh, which is incredible. I, d- I don't know if that has ever happened before.
2: Yeah, no, it's um, it, it's a it's a crazy one. But you're, they were the rules. I suppose we all we all played. We, we all yeah. knew the rules before before we started playing.
5: Yeah, um, that's right.
2: So, yeah, that Longford game is going ahead now on the weekend of the 13th. I think it's up in Longford at 3.45 on the Sunday. Um, Going on to page 68 and 69. Bottom of page 69 under your own um, uh, column there, Noel, is the the draws for the county league. And we obviously got fixtures then for the minor and under 20. Uh, County leagues in in tip... um, the ever-evolving county league, uh, another one that gets on my goat a little bit. But uh, we're gone now to a county league where it's all the Dan Green teams are in one group, James Green teams are in other groups, and intermediate yeah. gone are the Division One, Two, Three, and Four. <laughs> Was there a yeah. need to break up the leagues? Do you think, or, or should they have been left?
5: Um, I wonder. Like, is it? Is it? You know, if we're looking at a situation where where uh, our our Divisional Championship is going to be totally separate from our, our County Championship, and we still don't have clarification on that, which mm. seems crazy, doesn't it? At this oh, stage of the yeah. year, you know, how long goes Congress at this stage, you know? Yeah. But well, I, well, um, I think
2: for, for this year, it's the County Board have already said that it won't be part of the, the County Championship. That's, that's yeah, yeah, the,
5: so, um, yeah. They have, uh, but the sort of official line mm-hmm. hasn't come from Crow Park yet as to what yeah. the what the ruling is going to be. You know, um, but. You know, the thinking, uh, there was a a thought out there that uh, if the divisions were going to be part of the county championship, that, uh, let's say, if you take mid-Tipperary, that the Dan Breen teams in mid-Tipperary would have to play to decide who would come through from that uh, division. And the same in the Seamus Um And, you know, we're kind of in a situation here where you know, if you if you just take the group one there of the hurling, you've got Boris Lee, Killer One, Lockmore, Tumivara. Uh, So they're going to meet in the county league. They're going to meet in the county championship at yeah. some stage. And uh, if you take Boris Lee, Killer One and Tumivara, the chances are they're going to meet in the north championship. So, I mean, there's going to be a hell of a lot of familiarity there between uh, those those clubs and that. And you, you just kind of, the same in in group B, you've got uh, Nina, Ross-Gray uh, and your Brackens and Sarsis who will probably meet. If you take Sars and Brackens, they're probably meeting the Cal Cup. They're going to meet in the Mid Championship. They're going to meet in the Mid League. You know, a County League. You know, it's it's just the beauty of the County League uh, in its original format was that you got to play teams or clubs maybe that you weren't playing against too often, yeah. um, and it gave a little bit of variety. Now it will be different in the sense that you won't have County men playing. Um, because they'll be tied up with the with, the with county. their county team and that um, and that'll hit some clubs and it won't hit more clubs. Uh, but look, that's that's where where we're at. Again, I think uh, players will be just mad to play a match. Uh, they 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 they're not going to maybe particularly care about who they're playing against I, just to get out and play.
2: I I just think too um, in 2019 I think it was Kickham's won the Division Three league, which put them into Division Two. And yeah. and now they're back in. I suppose potentially what's Division Four, if you get me. You know, it's yeah, yeah. It, we, we're forever trying to get teams to play leagues, but we're forever tinkering with them. Then, so it's, it, yeah, it's trying to find that balance. I suppose really is the is the thing. It
5: is. It is. Yeah, and 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 like, um, you know, clubs have treated the county league uh, in different fashions. Different clubs have treated them differently. Um, some have used them as an opportunity to. Uh, bring true young fellas and, you know, try and blood players and create a kind of a spirit in the team. Uh, others have used them as almost like a nuisance, just get them played, just get them out of the way. And we go and play our competitive challenge games elsewhere. Now, um, Tom Marr, the secretary of the CCC has always been, and indeed Joe Kendi as well, to be fair to him, when he was chairman of CCC as well, has always said, you know, these games are there to be played. They're there to be enjoyed and, Sometimes when you get to the serious end of championship, it can be very uh, serious business. You know, the county leagues are there for players to get matches and to enjoy them and maybe uh, try out a few things. Mm. Uh, but a lot of clubs don't seem to want to do that. The last yeah. thing you want to do is play a county league game. You know. Yeah, no, but
2: uh, like sometimes those finals. I think back to was it the Balnaghs won a won a final there and i think it was after it might have been around october november time maybe 3 or 4 yeah. years ago and it was one of the best games
5: of the year um yeah. kind of yeah. led with no with, with abandon
2: i suppose yeah. yeah
5: exactly yeah and nothing major to lose you see you yeah. know um and 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 uh, the fear of losing and the fear of cutting loose is is uh, often uh, stifling for for players and for clubs you know
2: yeah um yeah page 68 and all um sorry no before we move on there there's two things in your own piece there i wanted to bring up with you um yeah the county board are finishing off some championships from 2020 um, Yes. so we have june junior b to junior a hurling, which is set Um. that's probably the, the most important competition of the lot that junior a hurling, uh to me is set for the weekend of the 19th and the mid-Champions Holy Cross versus whoever comes out of the South, the Swan or Grange yeah. Walker on the weekend of the 26th. That that needs to yeah. be finished, I suppose, quickly, doesn't
5: it? It does, yeah. And and it's it's good that they're playing it, I think. You know, yeah. it, um uh, you know, for the clubs involved and for the players involved, uh it's a nice thing to to be able to play. I suppose it could be in a in a in a rather unique situation in that if uh, if if a player was um playing on a junior team that happened to win a county championship uh and they could if they were lucky enough they could also be on a on a on a, a senior team that will win a county championship right. in the same year you know so yeah. Yeah. it could be a very unique situation in, in a very unique set of set of circumstances you know yeah
2: and um the other thing you, you mentioned there was uh, streaming streaming is going to be a thing again uh, this year yeah uh, you were you an advocate for streaming but maybe not for the commentators
5: well, no, it's, <laughs> that, that was a tongue-in-cheek kind of a comment, you know. So, um, there has been, you know, look, I think everybody acknowledges that um, there were extraordinary efforts uh, um, and lengths that clubs and boards and divisions went to last year to bring the games to people. Um, by accident, the, the games were broadcast to people who would never see them usually, you know, and that was a marvellous thing, Um and it has only gotten better and better as the year went on. You know, I mean, the, the quality of some of the, the productions were really, really good. And you kind of ask yourself when you see RTE coming down to broadcast games and they've got van loads of stuff coming with them, you know, yeah. uh, how how how, um, how a fellow with a camera can do as good a job, you know. Um, but the, some of the commentaries have been brilliant, you know, <laughs> they've been very colourful and uh, and, uh um, a lot of fellas maybe who fancy themselves behind the microphone <laughs> have have found an outlet. <laughs> um, and plenty of other fellas uh, who are standing behind the fellow behind the microphone as well have found yeah, outlets, right. you know. But um, yeah. uh, it's a great thing. And like I know I know myself from uh, having friends and relations all over the country. Uh, and they were able to log on to the county board website or onto the club website or the club Facebook page or whatever watch games brilliant stuff people yeah. confined to, to home people confined to hospitals in that were able to get them you know it's really really good and, and it's a way forward I think you know
2: yeah I, I think we, we did one in the west here last year uh, I don't know was it the, the junior final or the senior final but it was broadcast in a pub in, in London and I'd say there was more people at the, in, in the pub on the big screen watching it than there was at the match you know?
5: <laughs> yeah 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 that's the thing yeah mm. no it's a really good thing and and like um, you know I, I, there aren't too many, There haven't been too many upsides of COVID, but this maybe was one of them that it has brought us kicking and screaming into the into the twenty-first century. You know.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, page sixty-eight. In the ladies footballers, unfortunately, went down again to near neighbours Watford. There was nine or nine or ten points in it at the end. Um yeah. It's been a been a, a struggle for for the Care to get off to get off and running in the league this year, hasn't it?
5: It has. Um they would probably have been looking to the water again maybe as being the one because they're in a they're in a group we talked about the group of sharks or Westmead.
6: Yeah. me uh,
5: the tip footballers are in a little bit of a group a group of sharks as well with Dublin and Cork, you know. Um, and also they're they're missing the few players. Hmm. And and really whether it's the tip ladies' footballers or the or the men's football team we can't really afford to be missing people you know yeah and um, i think Orla Dwyer is on her way home maybe even home at this stage um ashley mccarthy hopefully will will come back as well Um. and they'd certainly be big additions to the team um but like the against cork tip were competitive for a long time Um. Uh, against waterford the goals were the killer you know yeah. we just gave away goal after goal and just when you think you're beginning to get a little bit of a grip on things, there's another goal gone in. Um, so, like, I, you'd have to give them credit. They, they stayed battling right to the very end and managed a couple of goals near the end through uh, Roisin Howard. But uh, I think they're learning. Um, they're they're probably a, a step or two behind in terms of strength and conditioning as well. And yeah. that's something that Declan will be working on. But it's not something that you can work on week to week. Yeah. It takes, it takes a, a season or two. Uh, to get players up to speed uh, in terms of strength and conditioning, I thought that was that was particularly obvious against Cork. Maybe not so obvious against Water, but it's definitely obvious against Cork. And unfortunately, I think you'll see it again against Dublin this weekend. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. Ashing Maloney was in the middle of the field. That, or started in the middle of the field. Uh, she got eight points. I think five from Freeze. But yeah. She um. I I spoke with Samantha Lambert there last week, and we were kind of saying maybe she'd be better off. Near the, near the goal, you know, but I suppose with the two players you mentioned in Orla and Ashling Ash, McCarthy, they both need watching. probably similar to Conor Sweeney with, with the footballers. Yeah. When Quinlevin is on, Sweeney probably has a little bit more space, you know, because yes. he's been watched. That probably comes up for, for Ashling Maloney too.
5: Yeah, I think so. And, and I think um, in the Cork game, uh, particularly, Michael, you could see that uh, when she was named at wing forward, Uh, For the Cork game, and played very deep uh, for the first first half, and maybe a little bit of the second half as well. And she was providing great cover there, but as soon as she was moved into the full forward line, that cover was gone, and the floodgates opened. You know that that's the way it looked to me, anyway. Um, So like it's kind of you know where's the best place to play her? You 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 play her close to the goals if you're looking for scores. But uh, by doing that, you maybe leave yourself exposed further out the field. And then if you play her out the field, you 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 don't have that danger element uh, inside, you know. So it's a, it's a kind of a it's the the, the ten million dollar question for Declan Carr and his management team. But you know, again again, when you get more bodies back, uh, they'll they'll have it'll be different to a different degree team to championship. I put it that way.
2: Yeah I think I saw it was Stephen Gleeson interviewed um Orla Dwyer Wire there and she, she as you said she's on her way home and that she's hoping to make it back onto the onto the two tip teams uh, I don't see any scenario where Orla doesn't walk back in to the the Tipperary jersey uh, in either code I suppose really
5: Yeah uh, particularly the football because yeah. you know she'd get up to speed very quickly and that her hurling might need a, uh, you know she might need a couple yeah. of weeks to uh, to get the touch back and all that type of thing but um uh, yeah, I mean, you'd imagine the jersey's just hanging on the, yeah. on, the on the peg, waiting for, her, wouldn't you? <laughs> you would, you would, you would, absolutely. Hopefully, she can stay injury free. Now that's that, uh, the two that's of them. It, that's you know? it, um,
2: yeah. and 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 we need her. Um, yeah. Page sixty six. Then um, Noel uh, Tipperary GA scene with with Jonathan Cullen Tipperary GA PRO. Um, good yeah. bit of information there. Again, one piece I want to pick out, a man I didn't know, but maybe you you might, uh, Johnny Everard passed away, uh, may he rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Johnny, who he just celebrated his 97th birthday, but was the oldest man alive with an All-Ireland medal. Um, yeah. Had you come across him in, in the mid-division over the years?
5: Yes, yeah. Um, a legendary name, you know, a legendary mm-hmm. figure in mid-Tipperary and with his club, Mine Temple too, He. Uh, the Everard family would be synonymous with GEA and with yeah. and and with uh, with with mine timber too, and indeed with uh, greyhound racing as well. He would have been very well known in greyhound uh, racing circles too. Uh, he worked in Turles Greyhound Stadium for uh, a long time. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean um, the grandfather, of course, of Conor Bow as well. You know mm-hmm. the the tip footballer. Yeah. Um And we actually had a picture in the paper there only about maybe a month ago. Um, with uh, Johnny, which is All Ireland medal from 1950, and Conor Bow, which is All Ireland medal from uh, la- last uh, 2000 and what, ni- what year have we now? <laughs> you wouldn't know what year you'd have. It was 2019, yeah. and uh, and um, Johnny's son Brendan, uh, an All Ireland minor medal as well. So it was a nice picture to have, but it, it was sad then that that um, that Johnny passed away uh, during last week. Uh, great, a great GAA man and um, a great mind temple too, he man. Um, uh, he loved the. They had they had a pub in 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 the village, and he loved being in the pub and uh, meeting people and talking games and talking yeah. greyhounds and all that. You know, he he was a real character. And um, 1950, he won his All Ireland. That's a long time ago now. Um, mm. And and,
2: and, and he, won a Munster Junior football title in in 52.
5: That's right. As well, yeah, that's that right. Like yeah. A yeah. yeah, a dual star. Yeah, yeah, dual star and. He went on that trip to um, the U.S. with the the Tip team in 1950 after they won the uh, All-Ireland. And uh, by all accounts, it was a a great trip. There's a great (laughs) story told of when when Tip arrived um, uh, in in New York and there was a a team of reporters there waiting to uh, meet them um, long before mass media came into being. (laughs) And uh, so they looked for somebody to get a few quotes off of. And the one nominated was the captain. Sean Kenny, and uh, when they asked him, started questioning him. Sean Kenny uh, answered him in Irish, oh. and of course, none of them had a clue, they were baffled what was going on. <laughs> so, that story has gone down in legend as well, you know. Yeah, yeah,
2: very good. Um, yeah, and just to finish up, then, um, you there's some. No. Of notes and stuff all over the paper there, which is great to see. And uh, the Camogis are the, the Division Two team went down to Kerry there last weekend, a very strong Kerry team. And yes. the senior, the Division One team are out this weekend, uh, this Sunday against Offaly in the quarter final of the league, um, and yeah. a game we probably should be winning, even though we don't know too much about Offaly. I'd say.
5: Yeah, um, you'd imagine so, given given where where. would consider ourselves to be at this stage you know um the i suppose like to the as far as the second team goes uh first um it's almost like a third team really because there's a 14 member squad with 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 bill milani's crew and keen tracy the manager there is really working off of a, um, a another string again but their, their goal there has been to, to, and their aim has been to play a lot of younger players, to try and bring them through. Um, so like, uh, while, you know, they lost to Kerry, uh, again, it would have been very good experience for those players in terms of, of their development. Um, as for the, the first team, yeah, um, that game against Offaly would be an important one for them. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've been, I suppose, disappointing in some respects with, the, with the, some of the performances. Um, again, they've lost a few You know, yeah. we mentioned Arla DeWire She probably would, would come back Into that team if she's going to go with the dual uh, Team, and also um, Ashling Maloney then uh, elected To yeah. to stay solely with The, the footballers, but um, You know, Bill Milani has, has put together A very good backroom team there too um, And the, the You know, you've got guys like Dennis Kelly there and Angelo Walsh They're, they're really putting in a, a big effort There, so uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so sure uh, how much of an emphasis they'll be putting on the league. I think they'll be more uh, concentrating on being right for championship, which is part of what every, te- every team will be doing. Uh, but look, you know, there's still the, the, the base of a very strong team there when you, when you consider Mary Ryan at full back and Karen Kendi at centre back. Claude. Now, of course, Cla- um, Claude Quirk is a big, big loss as well. Yeah, I uh, just
2: wanted to mention her. she had a crucial injury yeah. and we wish her all the best. But that's a that's a big tough loss for her, isn't a it? A big
5: blow. A yeah. big blow, it is indeed, because again, as as you say, you can't really afford to be, to be missing people. Um you know, it's it's you a uh, crucial again, like it's kind of uh the the crucial curse is there again, yeah. like and, and and a number of the Camogie players have had it and, and it's not um it's as prevalent in camogie as it is in, in it with the, with the lads, you know, um, and we, what we have seen of it, I suppose it's, it's not a career threatener like it used to be, no. um, but it's your year gone, isn't it? You
2: know, it sure is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a nine month recovery, isn't it? The best.
5: You know, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. But no. Um, yeah. No. That's that's perfect, Noel. Eight pages, as I said, a bumper edition of sport. Eight pages of sport there in in the tips there this week. Get out and buy your local paper. Uh, Noel Dundon, it was a pleasure to have you on the Premier View. Thanks very much.
5: Thank you, Michael. Thank you.
6: Are you looking for an exciting new career? Iconic News are recruiting for the positions of media sales specialists. Iconic is Ireland's largest independently owned newspaper group with an unrivaled audience in print, online and mobile. We are now seeking media sales specialists to join the advertising sales team working on the Tipperary Star, The Nationalist and TipperaryLive.ie, offering a competitive salary and massive career progression to the right fit. To apply, please email your CV to o Cooper at iconicnewspapers.ie.
2: That's all we have time for this week, folks. Thanks to Dennis and Noel for joining us and to End and Shaw for their contributions. Best of luck to the Tipperary teams in action this weekend and we'll be back with you again next week. Tipper and a boo.